Hey, it's Anya. It's your girl, Nadia. What's up, guys? It's Trent. And I'm Ramesh, and we are The Community. We're covering the latest in pop culture, politics, and everything in between. Let's get started. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another week of The Community. We have quite an interesting podcast in store for you today, so we're going to dive right in. This past week, the Prime Minister extended our stay-at-home order until June 29th. However, he's made some exceptions. So we've moved into phase three of a five-phase plan, um, which means that there have been some more exceptions to the rule. How much further or how much longer do you feel that we will be before we achieve phase five? Do you think that we will achieve phase five while on lockdown in terms of having a few restrictions? But officially move into that? I think we're currently in phase 2.8 because he's been blending and blurring all phases since 1B. We were in phase 1B for at least four weeks. And then he said, we are in 1B, but introducing phases of two. We never officially went into two. And then Friday, sorry, Friday, Thursday, he then announced that we was moving into phase three, which we ain't because all beaches are not open. So we were hugging Tim Bamboozle. So there's no way we could be completely in phase three. I think that we are like in phase 2.85. And then what I think he's going to do is that to be on par with the rest of the world, because I've noticed that a lot of Caribbean countries and Latin America, with the exception of Brazil, are um, moving forward with the July 1 opening as it relates to their airports and borders. So I think that he's going to try to be on par and open in July 1 for the airports and hotels. What I think is going to happen is that we're going to remain on lockdown in phase three and then legitimately on June 27th or 28th, right before the lockdown emergency um, orders end, he's going to say, oh, and by the way, we're in um, phase five, July 1st. Like, that's what I think he's going to do. If not, I think that the latest we will open will be August. So for me, one contradiction in this whole new release of um, announcements are the holidays. So supposedly we are on lockdown for both holidays. From my understanding, a lockdown means that I cannot leave my house for a 24 hour period, whatever is listed on that um, document. However, based on the agreement, it's saying that I can go to the food store I can go out for food. Um, what's the difference now between a lockdown and a curfew? Because if that's a lockdown on a holiday, then why, why state that? Why just not end the lockdown as usual on the Monday at 5 a.m. and just say, if you don't have to? Just stress that if you don't have to, please don't. Because I'm telling you, a lot of persons are going to put grocery bags in their car. They're going to get all those Wendy's bags that they had from lunch on Tuesday and put in their passenger seat and say, oh, I just went to pick up lunch with my family. You know, no, they're going to have party because it's a holiday. They are. So I don't understand the reasoning. I don't know if it's supposed to try and deter persons from going to do it or what, but I don't see it making any sense. Strategy. I guess they try me. I don't know. It, it's... Wow. Yeah. As you can see from my face, maybe I can want to see what, what people's oh. mindset is like, or Jeez. maybe like 
they want to try and um, I don't know. I really don't know the purpose of it. Yeah, the planning and communication around it for me was just awkward. Like, don't tell me that I'm on lockdown for a three-day weekend versus a two, and then tell me. But I can go to the store and get You could do everything that you ain't supposed to be doing. Like, okay. I'm going to tell you the roads are going to be very hectic and packed on on Monday and then Friday. Oh, I'm not going out on Monday. I'm I'm, I'm actually going to. I just never go out on Mondays. After the lockdown on Monday, I don't have to go out. So I live in um I live in the Carmichael consistency. City 2000. Let me Whole other country. Mm-hmm. We have been in on phase five. Phase five. <laughs> since like, April. Since April. Let me tell you, it's been lit down here. And the traffic that I experienced yesterday, I legitimately I don't know if anybody knows where Adams Bakery is, right? Um, but if you live in Carmichael, you know where Adams is. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I was in traffic in the back there by Adams thinking that I was cutting traffic, you know, on the main Blue Hill Road. I cut through by Adams. I was in traffic by Adams' house, like not moving from the front of Adams' bakery house for 30 minutes. Literally did not move. Like traffic wow. was intense yesterday. I was trying to figure out why, like the gas stations were full. I was trying to figure out if I missed all the Fridays before the lockdowns are always crowded like that. And I don't understand why. Because the so other day I went to the grocery store on Wednesday and I walked straight in. Yep. It was barely anybody there, and it was kind of like, so why are you guys waiting until Friday? They it's do it's not it's not only that. It's because persons have in their mindset we are on a three-day lockdown. So because I'm on a three-day lockdown, I need to make sure I have my provisions because I don't know when I eat again. It's like a mini panic. Right. <laughs> Whereas in reality, the food stores open on Monday. The restaurants open on Monday. You could do your curbside, pick up and do your deliveries. Nothing really has changed. The only thing that changes, you shouldn't be doing your recreational driving, which you shouldn't be doing, right. period. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't sit and lie, because I'm going to tell you all now, I recreational drive, like point blank, period. Because I just can't fathom walking from my bedroom to my front room to my kitchen to my bathroom to my bedroom to my front room to my kitchen, like for a full 24 hours. That ain't, that, I can't do that. So what I tend to do, I hop in my car, I have my mask or whatever, not while driving, and I do like a full circle. Sometimes I'll ride way out east and ride back way out west just to time myself and see if it really does only take me 15 minutes to get from point A to point B anywhere and that's all. I want You understand? Because there's nothing else to do. Sometimes I just want to hop in my car, turn on my AC, and smell my Febreze car freshener. Okay? Because I want to know what it smells like again. Like, I can't, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I legitimately, throughout the process of lockdowns, have stayed home the entire lockdown time. Like, no. I'm not about to lie. Well... Besides that interesting update, the internet has just been buzzing this past week. It's been a very, it's been a stressful week. Um, We in the Bahamas have been witnessing, and I would say we have been reevaluating as well. Um, Racism as a whole. Racism in the United States, and then racism just as a Black nation. Um, So, in this past week, we got updates on George Floyd, Amy Cooper, and Tom Austin. 
So for those who aren't aware, George Floyd was murdered in broad daylight by a police officer who kneeled on his neck, causing him to suffocate. Now, there are, there's been an autopsy release stating that he did not die from any blunt trauma to his mm-hmm. neck, nor suffocation. Mm-hmm. I am sorry, but there's no way if this is on footage and we can see and the man screamed, I cannot breathe, that I'm going to believe that autopsy. I don't need the autopsy. I saw it. It's, ah. it, it's visible. I don't need to know what you're telling me versus what I saw. You know, the issue is about the autopsy and seeing the footage. The issue is their argument is going to be he died from health complications. Mm-hmm, that's right. Th- those complications would have not been triggered if that man's knee was not on his neck. That's right. the point. Right. And it was a lot of, because that man's knee is on his neck, like naturally you would be freaking out in that position. So you're giving mm-hmm. your body even more stress. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know if he's going to kill you right there in broad daylight. The unfortunate part is that he did, but because of that mental, that mental strain and that triggering of stress of, I don't know if I'm going to die right now. Like you would be freaking out. So obviously you're going to cause more trauma and whatnot to your body and the reaction um, to this person's knee literally in your neck after you've literally said for seven minutes, I can't breathe. Everything's hurting. Like why you, why you have your knee in his neck? If he's already subdued and it's for y'all, Literally four of y'all. And if one of him is subdued, he doesn't see his face. People are recording. Why you have to have your knee on his neck? You could simply leave him on the floor, move your knee off of his neck, and let that be that. But no, you continue to press until he becomes quiet and unconscious. His My, name is Derek Chauvin. I think I pronounced it right. And he yes. has 17 prior accusations of excessive force as a police officer. This is not his first time. So I, I want to add another thing. Do you all feel like it's premeditated? Because it has been reported that both Derek and George worked for uh, the same restaurant slash nightclub for a number of years. So there was no way that they didn't interact. So do so, you think so that this was something premeditated? So apparently they only, they only work together for a year on, on and off. And it could be premeditated. If, 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 if the police department wants to be objective and investigate that police officer correctly and not be lenient on him because he's a police officer, they can turn that into first-degree murder because that could be um, premeditated. Um, we don't know because he, he knew the guy. Yeah, but he would have started from him having the, the um, remember, you have to have your mens rea, so you have to be, you have to have wanted to kill him, like, before. Right, and I was trying that to have that any I wouldn't say that it was necessarily premeditated. I think it was. At least give a second degree. Yeah, the third degree. I didn't even know that was much degrees to murder. I, let me, you kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you kill someone. So the other case is Amy Cooper. So Amy Cooper is a Caucasian female. Um, she decided to take her dog for a stroll in Central Park. Um, now, she took the dog in an area within Central Park that is predominantly used for bird watching. So in this area, it is known by everyone that walks their dog that you must keep your dog on the leash in this area because you will scare off the birds and damage the foliage in the area. 
There's also signage. Correct. So Amy decided, you know what? I'm a big, bad white woman. I am caring herself. I'm going to let my dog loose because my dog is well-trained. He isn't going to do anything. So I'm going to let him loose because he wants to stroll around the park. So Karen was confronted by an African-American male, politely, and asked, hi, can you please put your dog on a leash? Karen said, no, I will not. He said, ma'am, your dog is ruining the area. Can you please put your dog on a leash? No, I will not. So he proceeded to record Karen, Amy, of course. Um, and Amy got offended by that. She said, stop recording me. He said, I will not, I'm so sorry. Can you please put your dog on a leash? She decided to move closer to the gentleman. He said, ma'am, please don't come close to me. Stop recording me. Ma'am, don't come any closer. So Karen got excited. She got excited. She said, you know what? I know my rights as a strong white woman. I'm going to call the police and I'm going to tell them you are harassing me and threatening me. And you know what? On footage, Karen did just that. She picked up the phone looking like this. She said, you know what? I got you. Hello? <laughs> This man is threatening me. An African-American male is threatening my life, and he's trying to give my dog treats. Please come for him. She was very condescending. And she looked at him, and she said to him, I, I, I'm going to tell the police that an African-American man is threatening yeah. my life. Yeah, all she was about, talking, she was racist. All about doing this. Because why do you have to identify the man like that? Why can't you just say someone is harassing Because she's aware of her power. Her privilege. She's aware that if she she's specifically says that an African-American man is threatening me and probably threatening the life of my dog with his treats um, in Central Park, um, that, they would, that they would definitely immediately think hustler, thug, homeless person. She neglected to say that homie went to Harvard mm -hmm. and is an avid bird watcher. Okay. Right. He and horn is a rare species. So Karen, you picked the wrong one. The and, wrong he, one. and he and he's very smart. As soon as she hanged up, he left. And the sad thing about it is if he didn't leave, he probably would have been and if it wasn't recorded, he probably would have been dead on jail. It wasn't well, no, it, it wasn't that, that she hung up, you know. It wasn't because she hung up. She put the dog on the leash. That's why he got Correct. He put the dog on the leash. And furthermore, she didn't even own that dog from a pup. So the shelter that she saved that dog from she went back and gave that dog because remember if you read the story none of them reported each other you know when the police like none of them were physically there when the police came but because he posted it it went viral and that's how it got out but no reports were ever filed nothing he just posted it because he felt as though that the world should see that this is the this is the life that we live on a daily basis for no reason and as doing such um she she then willingly took the dog back because of the scrutiny that she received online. I need Americans and just the world to know when you are on camera doing something, there is, I don't care how populated we are. There is somebody that's going to know you and someone in the comments are going to say, Oh my God, that's Trent. Why Amy after like so mm -mm. And if they could say that oh, Trent my is, I like that. Why you think we ain't gonna find out where Trent live? Why you didn't need mm -hmm. to find out where Trent work? Have all the mm -hmm. socials. And 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 Amy lost her job. And Amy was the head of a department. 
And during Corona, Amy really, it really wasn't in the time. Wasn't thinking she was in your job like that. And first of all, I need Amy to know that ain't no company about to scoop her up no more because mm-hmm. you ain't about to drag my company down the mud with your 19 or 1800 mindset. No, no. And then after Amy, you would think that people would have learned. No, then there was Tom Austin. I mean, when I say a week, just his one week. Is Peter today. His name is Peter today. No, Tom, what is the name? Because we, have, we have Karen for the women, but we need a name for the men. Tom. <laughs> name other than Tom. All of them yeah. Tom, but this man's real name is Tom Austin, okay? Tom Austin is a businessman in this... Um, we work the WeWork building. The so WeWork building know, complex. WeWork is a company that actually utilizes spaces and buildings um, around the United States where you um, just rent out their spaces for either events, mm-hmm. corporate um, team buildings, or corporate functions. I've actually attended a couple of conferences where the locations were different spaces so that you don't feel as though that you're cooped up in a boardroom but all of the locations were actually ran by WeWork. So WeWork would literally own like a basketball court and they will turn that basketball court, whatever you need it to be. They would own literally a conference room. Like they don't own the building itself, but they own like spaces throughout the building. So instead of you trying to go to that building and rent out that space, you just contact WeWork and they give you it at at a reasonable pricing. So I actually like the concept of WeWork. Um, it makes a lot of sense. It's like Airbnb for a conference. So he had uh, his company or he worked for a company inside this complex. Um, and he went to the gym facility that was in the building and he saw three African-American males. Rather than going about his gym business and doing his workout, he proceeded to uh, approach the young men and ask them or confront them as to why they were in his gym. They said, um... We work here. We work in this complex, so we have access to this. No, you don't. I've never seen you in here before. Only people with cards have access to this building. How did y'all get in there? Because and you show answered me your card. You, you answered your question, Tom. If I need a car to get in this building, obviously I have a car. So they proceeded to say, so we have two companies, not one, but two companies in this one building, okay? We are black entrepreneurs. Tom was inheriting it. He said, there's no way in hell he work in a building with three black entrepreneurs. It can't exist. So he proceeded to call WeWork to address the situation and the building supervisor. Mm-hmm. You know what happened to Tom? His, his office ain't in WeWork no more. He no. So Tom, you get a bye-bye as well. So we say all of this to say, what are your thoughts on racism? Racism both in the U.S. and racism in the Bahamas. Um, I think for me, racism definitely exists. For those who think that it does not exist are just being extremely ignorant. Um, I think it's more prevalent in different parts of in different parts of the world. I myself have, have experienced racism in um, two countries where I've lived. So I've experienced it in the UK and I've also um, experienced it in another country that I will not name <laughs> because of the global pandemic going on. Um, <laughs> um, but I've definitely experienced it there. I've, I will say that I have experienced some racism, some imported racism here in the Bahamas. 
Um, but I think that in the Bahamas, we have various forms of discrimination. I think we have classism. Um, I think we have colorism. And I think we have um, racism. So I don't think we just only have racism. We are, I don't want to say lucky because all of them are still negative um, contacts, but we don't have violent um, acts of discrimination, none that I'm very well aware of, I would say. Um, so that's like the literal skewed positive upside. Mm. But we definitely we definitely have those, those versions and I've experienced I've experienced a lot. Um, sometimes it's pretty hurtful too when a lot of times some of it comes from your own race. Um, and I think people don't like to talk about that, but I think that racism and, and colorism and sexism and all those type of other isms, um, it's even more hurtful when it comes from your own race. Mm -hmm. Agree, totally. Um, I feel like we're blessed enough to live in a country or in the Caribbean where our countries are predominantly black. And I think that's why we don't um, experience racism at the extent of those of African-Americans. We don't worry about going out for a jog and being shot by a white guy and things of that nature. But um, like Nadia said, we definitely experience um, racism in a more subtle way. Yeah, so I totally agree with Karen and Nadia. I mean, it, it, it exists in our country and obviously abroad. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to experience it, but what is there that we can do to make it better? Do you think that it will ever, I guess, I wouldn't say go away. I don't think it will ever go away, but how could we minimize it? Um, so for me, I think the first step is acknowledging where we're at. So Kiki Palmer posted an IGTV um, message on Instagram and she made a valid point to me. Um, and it was that slavery was abolished one day and it was expected that overnight you need to change your mindset. However, obviously that didn't happen. That can't happen. Overnight you're not just gonna be like, okay, all my life I knew that the water was clear now I have to put in my mind that what actually has a color. So I feel that because on both sides, nobody has acknowledged that, okay, I, am, I should no longer be oppressed. Let me not have that mindset that I am oppressed. And from the opposite side, the slave owner side, I should not diminish these people as lesser than me. I feel like it's still been some training from the abolition of slavery to now that Yes, you know, they aren't as oppressed. However, they aren't your equals. That's still the mindset that a lot of persons yeah. have been trained with. I agree. You're still the you're still the persons of color are still the inferior race. Right. As like, well as I don't know if being addressed as a minority helps that case. Yes, I know we aren't correct. You don't make up the majority of your populace, but we aren't a minority. We are the same as you. My skin color shouldn't determine who I am as a person in the country that I was born and raised in. But you don't know that racism is learned, right? Because you can put two babies in a room, white and black, whatever, whatever, and they'll play with each other. They don't know that, hey, I'm white, hey, I'm black. They learn that, hey, because I'm white, I'm better than you. 
or this black person is less than I am. Right. So that's where it goes back for me. It goes back to, I, I feel like the world as a whole is still in the mindset of how do we change the narrative versus let's change the narrative. We're still in the, I wonder how we could fix this versus fixing it. I think we need to get past the wonder what we could do and just do it. So yeah. we all so have do you ideas think then that these protests that. and everything that, that's happening doesn't make sense? Okay. I'm trying to get so, your point on that first. So, okay, so racism is systematic and, and institutionalized. That's not something that can just go away overnight. Um, the, the parties involved have to, have to come together and make the uh, mutual decision to see each other as equal. And when you don't have the dominant party that's taking these steps to do that, it's going to be harder for you as the minority to get your points across. And, and when you have people who grew, grew up in homes where they weren't taught about, uh, about racism, but they're seeing certain things on TV and they're learning how to perceive black people in a certain light, it's almost subconsciously learned to be racist. You don't even know that you're racist. Yeah. You don't even know yeah. you um and that's why in this world it, it's important to have empathy and listen to understand and listen to yeah. respond and things of that nature. But it's also important to, to make sure that what you're posting on social media, because you can't just share and post anything because like you said, Trent, people someone who may have not grown up with it, they they're reading these things on social media and subconsciously they're becoming racist and you know. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of persons their learning has transitioned from the classroom to what they see online. Um, a lot of persons yeah. gain most of their information from what is online. Some of that information is factual, and a lot of that information is on opinion. Just because it's on a website does not mean it's factual. Yeah, um, but, but, the, but if the I'm seeing it constantly. Yeah, yeah, but the American schools, I'm just to be fair to what you said. The American school system, they don't even teach about. African-American history. No, they don't teach world history. So they're not honest either. You have to literally go online and and find viable, reliable sources to learn about these things. They teach U.S. history. And I I need them to know that one month out of the 12 months that we have to celebrate Black history is, I don't get it. I need y'all to tell me why y'all think one month out of the 12 makes me feel super special in, like, I don't get it. Like, for me, as it relates to Ramesh answering your question, as it relates to the protests, right? I am, I will be honest, I am a little bit conflicted. The reason I'm conflicted is because I don't think that you should tell me how I should express my anger. If I won't burn something down, I'm going to burn it down. Because when you sing in, when you, as a person who is Caucasian, is singing a song and the word nigga pops up, because you want to say nigga, you say it. Do you not? Okay. So because I want to burn something down, I won't burn it down. At the same time, I really think they should have burned on the schools where the children got to go back to. They never had to do Dollar Tree like that. You understand? Like, I also don't feel as though that they should have burnt down certain, in, like, certain places, like, especially in their own community. That's you know good for I mean? Target. Um, I'm, I'm good for Target. I'm so confused. Please help Target me. Is but um, I did see that there was a post where 
Um, someone said, you know, don't tell us where to burn, don't tell us how to burn, da da da. And the places that were vandalized, some of them actually posted that they were okay being vandalized. They were like, we understand the fear, we understand the anger. What we are going to do is re- we can rebuild because we did not die in said vandalize inside in said um act, but George Floyd did. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't die. Our business is not, our business can be rebuilt. We can't bring Floyd back. So I I understand that too. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like I think that protests should happen. I think that I don't like the violent protest. I don't. What What are we going? What are you getting? What are you accomplishing with the violence? I think it indicates your. Rage. I understand you're angry. I get Martin that. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Um, silently and 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 humanely protest, and they still fucking kill him. So you know, clearly, Martin Luther King. What is that going to do? Like I saw, like this man, like got, got run over by a car. It was just like it was just like okay, so you're you're still killing other people. Which you're protesting because someone got killed. No, Anya. The car the situation, the guy was screaming Black Lives Matter and the racist lady that was driving the Jeep decided to run him over. That's well, that's the what the other racist lady went into Target because they were looting and started stabbing people. So in her mind, this is my thing. So, okay, so this these protests now are, 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 these violent protests now are allowing for racist people to be involved to further kill more people. So here's... <laughs> Here's my view on violent protesting, rioting, and looting. So the narrative that we already have as people are that we are mad, angry black people. That is already the narrative that's put out there. Tyler Perry doesn't even made a movie about it for us women. So, you know, that's what it is. So and, me, sorry to cut you off, Ramesh. I will say that I have had an interaction um, where the premise of you dating outside of your race is not to get me upset because they don't want to see an angry black woman. What's the difference between an angry black woman and an angry white woman? The fact that we throw hard grits on you? Like, I need you to tell me. This could society be, uh, society teaches me. us that the angry black woman is the toxic one. They're more violent. Correct. More but violent. Correct. I just want to say that. So, I feel that we are feeding into a really poor narrative built around us. That's one. For me, burning down businesses and destroying your city is not beneficial to you. you. So one of the places, I once again, I still don't agree with it, but I understood was burning down the police precinct because that's sending the message that we are angry at that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm somewhat okay with that. However, for me, a way to protest, and I think we protest half-heartedly. So this week, everybody could be on social media, stand up for black lives, so call your senator and sign a petition. In two weeks' time, nobody's out on the roads, nobody posting anything anymore. However, I feel that if we are protesting to say that we are tired of, whether it be police brutality, whether it is we're tired of being oppressed by white people, then we as a people need to decide, okay, that either means we need to stop supporting white businesses and support black businesses, or we need to come up with a game plan in how we're going to defeat this. So let me use one instance um, that's very popular, TikTok. TikTok is a Chinese-owned company. People have already known where black people stand in China. 
Yep. A lot of black people use TikTok as a form of entertainment, as a form of uh, socializing, as a form of inspiring. If I am protesting and TikTok is not allowing my post to be seen because I'm tagging Black Lives Matter or I'm tagging George Floyd or just because I'm black, then I can just stop using TikTok. That's one way to be stand in solidarity and say, you know what, as a black person, I know my rights and I know my value, so I'm going to stop using this website that does not understand my value. They've been doing that in a way. In a way by still posting on the site, though, Trent. They're still posting on the people's site. My thing is, I am sure, I can, I can bet my life on it that a black person has built an app similar to TikTok, but because it's a black app and not a lot of persons know about it, it's not being used. But that doesn't ignite e- equality. That's still segregation. It's so, making okay, a point, so- though, Trent. Do we want to make a point, which is the reason you protest, or do you want to make people feel better? Well, what is the end goal of the protest, though? Okay, that's like, so that's, that's another like, thing, Nadia. Like, what is, what is the purpose of looting and burning down things? What is okay, the that's, that's the, the point of okay, the friend is asking. wants the equality. So Trent's whole thing is that he wants the world to be a melting pot. He are the world, we are the children. I think that's what Trent's point is. So if you're still segregating in your protest, that does not help to bring forth inclusivity. You still manage to keep racist away from each other because you're saying that they're not being treated fairly. So I think the question is, what is the end goal? And I think that's where my conflict lies too, Ramesh. Where's the end goal in looting? Where is the end goal in burning down? Do you know what started the looting? So where, what is the end goal for your protest? Yes, you were fed up. Yes, you were angry. Yes, you have a lot of rage and hate in you. But what is the end goal? Like what okay. is the goal? So you burn okay. these things. I agree with you guys. I respectfully agree with you guys. I don't think nothing um nothing should get to the point where you're burning down buildings and things of that nature. But those those okay, th- this is what happened. This is what truly happened. These people were peacefully protesting. Officers came out of nowhere and started spraying them with chemicals and throwing grenades all over the place. Okay? After that happened, then they got fed up. They went to Target to buy milk and other things to combat police officers attacking them. Target rejected them because Target has some affiliation with the police force in Minneapolis. That's why they burned down Target. So, so, did you know that? Thank you, Trent. Now, once again, I'm not condoning it, but I want people to understand it comes from somewhere. Martin Luther King said it best riots are voices of the unheard. They didn't go there planning to burn down the place. Police officers started throwing, throwing grenades all over the place. They had police officers in disguise breaking things, making it look like these protesters are destroying the place. So they say, okay, if that's the case, then we might as well destroy the place for sure. So, so what you're saying is, in retaliation to somebody telling me I can't shop in that store, I must rob that. Which, uh, what you say? In retaliation to somebody telling me that I cannot shop in that store, I must rob that. I'm not saying, no, no, that, that's, not my, that's not my point. My point is the media is making it seem as though these persons went out there and their intentions were to violently If we're going to address the issue, we have to address all issues, okay? No, they shouldn't have burned down the place, but this is what truly happened. I'm worried about the burning down of the places, you know, Trent. I don't mind you making your statement. My issue is, once again, us as a black people setting a bad example in terms of, sending a poor message. 
we are going in stores and robbing them. In Atlanta last night, Atlanta is supposed to be doing their peaceful protests. Instead of them protesting in front of police stations and protesting in front of the news station, they went to Lennox Mall and they went to Fifth Mall and they broke into Gucci and they broke into Chanel to rob. For what? For to what? rob. Why? Because they wanted because, that new bag, honey. Because we are now in the we are riding and looting. So why can't get my What is that doing? What is that doing? That's definitely wrong. That's definitely wrong. But that's what it is. A lot of people but a lot of persons are going to use this opportunity okay. to actually steal. So you have persons who are in the protest and they are, they are nowhere concerned with protesting. They are literally going to um, jump on the opportunity to have somebody else break into a store and, and get what they want. You do oh. have actual looters in, um, involved in this. You don't have persons who are actually protesting to just break glass. Like, cause if you uh, just want to yeah, those people as well, just excited to go there and break up things. Yeah. But, like, when you're running out of Gucci with, like, bags on your shoulders and, like, you ain't, you ain't there yeah, for the cause. You, you, you wasn't for the protest. You wasn't for the cause. And, and I would say... Your own, you had a personal reason. Gucci and the high-end stores were the only stores that they attacked in the mall. It wasn't like they broke up every store in the mall. It was they targeted <laughs> these places because they knew, I need to go home and go on um, Craigslist okay. and throw these bags up there and you all can buy these... I don't Good mean lives. to be I don't mean to be the devil's advocate, but these billion dollar companies have been looting minorities for years. I'm not excusing you their actions. From them. You don't have to I'm not buy excusing from them. their actions. I'm not excusing their actions, but I'm trying to be empathetic with I can't they, they, they are going through. Now there are persons that were there to steal. I feel like those persons are separate. And, no. if, and, if we, and if we're going to talk about those persons that are there to steal, that's different from the persons who actually retire. Yeah, but so, can't say, so, this we can't is separate this anybody in this instance, Trent. We can't separate anybody true. in this instance because how we are looking at the situation is just how a white person is going to sit down and look and be like, they're not going right. to say, oh, we're some of them just, so. some of them just riding and then some of them stealing. Oh, no, everybody out there is stealing. I, not I even that. For you to say I, that big billion dollar corporations uh, have been looting minorities for years, you are not ending the cycle. Like, this is the issue. Every time somebody puts a but, they deserve it because, or but. I'm not saying they deserve it. I'm, what I'm saying is, this you is what happens. Okay, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I, I, okay, I am not going to attack them for it. I, I don't agree with it, but no, I'm not going to attack them for it. Because they they've been trying to get their voices heard for years, and this is the result of it. You didn't listen. You didn't listen so to that. Did Gucci oppress their voice? I need you to tell me. I mean, I mean, no, no. But hey, so we we went off track for a second. What is the goal of the protests? Is the goal of the protest for equality? Is the goal for the protest to show that we are more valuable than we are being portrayed? What is the reason? What is the goal? What is the goal? Is the goal when the persons in Michigan um, protested because they wanted to get their nails done and they had guns and spitting on officers, the officers did nothing. But the minute the black the black people protest is a huge issue. And that's why I feel like if you're going to do a protest, the violent part. They like Remy said earlier. They already put us in this. Put black people in this box that they're violent and evil. So, if you're going to protest, be different from what they're expecting. 
maybe you'll be heard a little bit more because at the end of the day now we're talking about the fighting we're not even talking about the george the the, the gentleman that got killed any longer you see what's happening we're already forgetting the main problem we're talking about people burning things down and stealing and, okay, and, well, and all yeah. of that if they're more concerned with buildings being burnt over black lives in America, then that place has a huge issue. It's not them. We are, okay, so the main purpose, once again, what is the purpose of the protest? Is the purpose of the protest to get justice for George um, Floyd's death? Is the protest for us to raise our voice and say that we are an equal race? Or is the protest to say, you can um, continue to judge us, and because you judge us, we are going to take our power away from you? What is the purpose of the protest is to end racism, end racism, and save lives. Is it though? So how does that protest do that? How how are we being effective with this? I don't think it's an an, an effective. I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I am not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying. I think that it's starting. I think I think a big part of it is understanding that the minority, as we as we said earlier, is no longer the minority. Because you have your Italians who are persons of color. You have, like, anybody who is not Caucasian is deemed a person of color. And if you do a populist graph, the minority is not the minority. Because if you put all They're this together... The minority. Together, They're not there yet. We're not, we are not the minority. Caucasians are the minority. If you put the minority... All the other... Yeah, we are not the minority. We are the majority, and I think that's my, what my laptop. I think that's a voice. I think that's one of the messages that the protest is showing that we are not a minority. We are a majority, and we can show you what the majority can do. This is not back in when when Massa used to whip me. Like we about to whip our neck around and flick and break yours. I think that's a part of the the message. I think the message is that we are no longer a minority. So uh, uh, another question, Trent, you brought up that the people... Mixed breeds and minorities too. They are not fully white. Exactly. Of course. So you brought up that the persons that were protesting for the nail salons and the gyms were out using, had their guns out to protest. Do you think that because someone else does something, not that I shouldn't be able to do that thing, but I should do that thing? So let me be clear. Do you think that just because someone went out and, and um, did a protest with guns, that I should go on a protest with guns? Not saying that I shouldn't have the right to. Notice the difference. I'm not saying you don't have the right to, but that I should. In the United States, once their guns are licensed and they're protesting, they have the right to take their guns with them. Starting my point. And they have the right to shoot back if the police shoots. Yeah, but the system point. doesn't... <laughs> allow, me to, uh, allow me to answer Misha's question, okay? The system does not allow them to safely do that. So no, it's not a good idea to go to go out there with the guns like the white persons did, because you're going to be seen in a different light. And that's not that's not my question though. My question is: Should I just because someone else does something, I should do no, it? Well? I just answered your question. I said no. No, you didn't. No, you said that you shouldn't because. No, you said you shouldn't because of repercussions. I'm asking. Period. Full blank. Final period. So even if I'm not black, if I am, say I'm white. I am a white person. I am another white person, and I want that's to go and protest. No, you have. To, I'm asking from not. A, don't look at me as this trend. I am asking you a real question. 
If a, okay. okay. So, if another white person, if Tom decided he wants to go and protest a gym, mm -hmm. and Tom doesn't go out with a gun, but John goes out with a gun, do you think that Tom needs to go home and get his gun just because Sean has his gun? No. Okay, so why, why should it be that we must have guns and everything else because the people who protested near salons had guns? This is my thought process, okay? I am a Bahamian black man in the Bahamas, okay? I am not living there. I, I am not living their truth. They are, they are in a country where racism is blooming. I am not going to sit, sit here and judge or condemn anything that they are going through because I am not living it. No, no, I'm not saying what, what they're doing is morally or ethically right, but I, I'm not going to condemn, condemn, condemn them for it because at the end of the day, they're fed up. They're, they're fed up. Yeah, but Trent, so, I, don't, I don't think you realize you that when you say but, you know, it's saying it ain't right, but it's okay. But I have it. That's what it is. But I understand. That's what a butt is. That's what a butt is. A butt is no. A butt is it's not right, but I got it. That's not true. But sometimes can be I understand. I want you to know that I understand your pain. No, it's not the right way to go about things. But I do understand your pain and your um the adversities that you're facing. Okay. So let's bring it back home. So we as Bahamians, like Nadia alluded to, we also face some forms of racism and colorism. So I want to use a twofold. So before we bring it fully back home, you as a Bahamian, a lot of Bahamians travel to the U.S. A, are you now going to be less likely to travel to the U.S.? And B, are you going to be afraid every time you travel to the U.S.? I'm always afraid when I travel. Not afraid, but very cautious. I will be more, first of all, Ross misses me and I miss Ross. So I'm going. But um, I will be more conscious when I go in certain states. I'm going to be honest with that. Um, I, I never really feel super terrified in South Florida, mainly because I think it's a, mel a melting pot naturally. Um, but if I was to head up, like, how I really want to go to, like, Utah or Oregon, like, I'd be looking over my shoulder. Or, like, Tennessee or Virginia. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, like, if I go, you know, I'm going to be a little bit cautious um, because I wouldn't know. It's the unknown. I think because we're so accustomed to going to, like, of Florida or in Atlanta so much because it's literally right there. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Even New York, you kind of have a certain sense of um, comfort because you already know where to go, what to do, how to act. Like, you already know that. But in certain places where you want to go and explore and you are unsure, then it's kind of like, mm, let me just put my guard up a little bit just because I'm not too certain what may happen. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it. I don't think it will minimize us traveling to the U.S. Yeah, let's share a story with you guys. A little bit more um, cautious. Okay, go ahead, Tash. My laptop freeze. Hello. So go ahead with your story. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's very short. So, one time we were in the at the Sawgrass Mall, and my aunt needed to go get her Gucci bag. Her husband finally gave her the money for it, so she went to go get a five thousand dollar Gucci bag. Oh. Um, I need to hang with you. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it was me, my cousin, and my aunt. 
And I didn't want to come with the car because I wasn't interested in going, going to Gucci just so you could get your Gucci bag. You know, guys don't really be into that, right? So I said I could stay in the car. So so they went they they went Gucci and I stayed in the car and it started to rain. And a security officer was I I guess he was hired to watch the lot. And he was the watch guy. So so he was standing there doing his job. And so it's raining, the car's hot. And I'm this close to an asthma attack. But I decided to stay inside of the car because the first thing that came across my mind was this happened around the same time that, that um, Trevor and Martin got killed. I said, if I come with this car with this hoodie on, because I had taken this off, I have asthma and it rained. If I come with this car with this hoodie on, this man is gonna, this man may profile me and think that I'm in this lot trying to break in someone's car. So I'm going to tug it out with, with this asthma, stay inside this car until my aunt um, comes back. And nobody should feel like that when they're visiting another country. So that's, not, that's my only experience, really. But you would have preferred to die of an asthma attack than to come with the car and breathe? No, I wasn't having an asthma attack. I was having asthma symptoms. Okay. I, I'm really good at monitoring it. So I know if it's getting out of hand, okay, I really need to, to come out of the car. So for me... I don't. I don't ever plan to live my life in fair. However, I did not give you a fair. Right. However, I'm going to be cognizant of my environment. So yes, Nadia, I know if I go to certain states that are predominantly known for their racism. No, I'm not just going to be walking out in the road like, hey, what are you saying, bro? Hey, give me that. No. However, I'm also don't plan on living my life. Like, say I'm driving down I-95. I'm not going to drive down I-95 looking over my shoulder. Oh, geez, the police behind me. Okay, hold on. Let me turn my oh, car no, on the side I, of the road because I could die. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be the one who's going to be like, oh, police walking next to me. Let me stop. Okay, he's gone. He didn't come to kill me. No, I can't, I can't live my life that way. However, I'm going to be aware of where I'm at. I'm going to always be knowledgeable that, okay, I need to look around my environment and see What's taking place? Is there any strange activity? Um, is anybody looking at me awkwardly? And if they are, let me remove myself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, it shouldn't be a, a situation where you have to feel uncomfortable or you have to remove yourself from situations where you deserve to be. But at the same time, we are in a day and age where, once again, nothing has been resolved. So rather than me be Rather than me cause another problem, I prefer to remove myself. Now, that doesn't say that if I am confronted, similar to the gentleman inside the gym, if Tom was to come to me, all I would do is tell Tom, hey, Tom, not a problem. I do work in here. But to help you have some peace of mind, please call the superintendent, put him on speakerphone, and let's have this conversation. But I'm not going to be confrontational to the point where I'm moving, I'm getting out of my way. I deserve to be here. Because I don't know if Tom have a gun in his car to go leave the place and come shoot me up. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where that's going to happen. Now, I'm not saying that the people that have innocently been killed did that. They may have followed the same procedures. But I'm not going to live in fair to say I'm not going to go and enjoy my life. I want to explore the world. And some of those places are in the U.S. So U.S. is not the only place that has racism. It's just one of the places that it is oh, no. predominant right now. It's it's more communicated and more um, out there. Yeah, 
So, yeah, so I don't, I don't want us to live in fear about traveling. I just want us to be aware. Now, a lot I, of the argument... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I, I don't want us to um, put them down because they're already down. I know we may not have agreed with the way they did things, but at, at the same time, who are we to judge them? We are not in their shoes. We are not living their truth. Who, who are we to judge them, really? Who are we? You mean the person protesting? Yeah. Now, I also want to make it clear that protesters aren't only black people. That's, really? that's not who the protesters are. There are a lot of persons of color, a lot of white people white are White people protesting. are fed of the racism, too. Correct. Right. It, it's just, for me, and the, the argument that I've been... Um, going on is the way that you do it and knowing what you're protesting yeah. for. If, for me, if I don't know what I don't want out there to protest for, I'm not going to protest. Okay. And do you being violent about it and the violence is becoming what's the main topic, then the main reason for the protest is ineffective. Get it away. Yeah. So over here, a lot of persons feel that they feel racism from, I'll use one of our own islands. I need so, to tell my mom to calm it down. Sorry. No problem. Sorry. So let's, let's use Long Island for an example. Um, to this day, to this day, um, some persons aren't able to carry a black man or a black woman home to their grandparents because that's just not accepted. We're all Bahamians. Um, a lot of Long Island people ma are married to black people and have mixed children. However, it's just not seen as something acceptable for them. However, I feel like we brush it off more times than none. Do you think that's okay? <laughs> I don't think Sorry, that's it's, not, it's not okay because it's I, not okay because. What what is what what is it that you have against a black man? What is it that you have against your granddaughter marrying a black man? But you're still they're still both Bahamian. Mm -hmm. So the question trend was persons of mango skin or like myself, Caucasian like Bahamians, you know, um, who feel that they don't want their children or grandchildren to be in interracial relationships. We mm -hmm. tend to brush it off. So I was asking, do we feel that that's okay, or because we don't we don't we don't fight that battle? We just it's say, okay, oh, no. these people, these people just out of their mind. But that's okay. We will leave them because that's them. We brush a lot of things off yeah, because we, do. we don't really see it as an issue in in society. Like we see it as a preference and not a and not racism. I think we see it as preference. Colorism. Right, that's the colorism factor that goes into play there because the reality is you said Long Island, but Spanish Wells is like legit. Don't even try. Like it's gonna stay in our bloodline kind of thing. Um the other part, so in the argument that you know we do have racism and colorism in the Bahamas, one of the things was that a lot of Bahamians feel that if you are of a darker hue. You can't have a leadership position in a company. I don't personally agree with that, but you all let me know your thoughts. You may have to work a little harder, to be honest, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. It, it, it depends on so many factors. It, it depends on 
your position, sometimes who you know, um, your credentials, the environment, the culture, really, of that particular um, business. So it really depends on a lot of factors. G generally speaking, yes, colorism is real, but I wouldn't say it's impossible for a black, a darker shade black person to be, be the head of a company. It's not impossible, but like you say, it's harder. I don't, I don't get, like, that's the thing. I don't get it. Why, why does the color matter? Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to hire a white man who does not have the experience, who does not have the competency for the job over a black man just because he's black. Because society, oh, is, society has taught us that lighter shades is for, more yeah. I, I get that, but it's just, it's just crazy to me. You are more, society is more prone to, or at least studies have shown that you are more prone to trusting a white man as a CEO of your company <laughs> than you are. Yeah. I get that. Okay. Well, all in all, I feel that at the end of the day, we need to love one another. Um, I think love is at the core of everyone's heart. Um, and I think that that's what truly is going to be what fixes racism. Um, and empathy. Yes. So I, I do think that we need to a figure out or establish how what is the fight for us to remove racism as something that impacts us as a people um, and determine which path we want to move on um, versus just trying to I guess fight small small battles. We need to attack the big war. Um, so. Love is at the core of it all, and I hope that we can do that piece by piece. Thank you for listening and watching another episode of The Community. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe our YouTube channel, as well as our Instagram channel. And we will be in contact with you again next week. Have a great Bye. week. Bye.